Welcome to the second episode of Film Schools, What We Learn When Cinema Goes to School, a special Tez Scotland series for the summer. In each episode, we speak to a teacher about a film or series of films that memorably features a school. We look at what it gets right and what it gets wrong about school, and if there might even be some ideas real-life teachers can apply in their own classrooms. I'm Tess Scotland editor Henry Hepburn, and my guest today is a secondary teacher of English, Sammy McHugh. Sammy, the film we're going to talk about today is Gregory's Girl. For anyone who's never seen it, what is Gregory's Girl about? What's the premise? Well, it's a very simple premise. It's basically, boy gets sacked from football team, girl joins team and runs rings around them, boy falls in love and runs rings around himself, trying to get girl, another girl sets her sights on boy and he is brought to her by a series of expert manoeuvres. Boy decides that the reality he has, rather than the fantasy he would like, is the best option. And then cue the best dance scene of lying down ever. And that's that's it in a nutshell, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've summed it up perfectly. Um, and, and in a nutshell, why, why does Gregory's Girl matter to you? Well, there's a couple of reasons. The first reason is because, and I have to say, by the way, I was alive when it was made, but I was very, very young. I was not a teenager when it was made. But it does remind me of a time. It reminds me of a kind of bygone time when, you know, when I remember Cumbernauld when I was a child and um, I remember when it looked all shiny and new and it was still kind of hopeful, you know. Um, I mean, it's, it's sort of not quite in that condition anymore. Um, but I also remember the, the big iconic clock, which I think used to be in St Enoch Station, if I remember correctly. Um, and that's something I remember from my childhood. Um, and it's it's such a it's such a symbol for Cumbernauld. In fact, there was a big stushy when they tried a while ago to take it out of the town centre. Um, so it's something that kind of is in the hearts of people that that belong to Cumbernauld, or or you know frequent it. And uh, the second reason, which is quite a major reason, is because I actually used to work at the school where it was filmed, and I worked there for quite a long time. And when I watched the film. Um, the school sadly is no longer there. It was actually demolished um, a few years ago, um, unfortunately. Yeah, Abram Hill High School was the school, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And uh, I worked there for a long, long time. And actually, my claim to fame is uh, my room is in, my old room in Abram Hill is in the film. And it's uh, for those of you watching the film, it's the room where the penguin walks past and the teacher comes out and says, room four. <laughs> um, that was my room, 314. Um, so, yes, I've got many happy memories. So it's sort of very nostalgic. And for people of a certain age, it just brings back certain certain memories, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's a great film in its own right, but it really resonates if you're from Scotland because the humour is so dry. If you compare it to films set in American high schools, there's often something quite uh, mean-spirited about them, whereas the tone here is warm and affectionate, albeit with quite an acerbic streak. So it was made in 1980, came out in 1980 or 1981, depending on where you were in the world. How long after that were you working at Abram Hill? So I, I worked at Abram Hill from um, 2000 to 2014, so it was a huge chunk of my career. Um, and actually I was lucky enough while I was working there, um, they did a sort of, I 
think it was a, a special where some of the stars came back to the school and um, John Gordon Sinclair and Claire Grogan actually came and I'm trying to think, I can't actually remember who, the, I think it was Alan Cummings actually that was the was the interviewer and they all come out to the school and we get a chance to meet them um, and of course I'm a big fan of the film so I was absolutely starstruck as was our head teacher who was a fan of Claire Grogan when she was in Altered Images so um, he was running about <laughs> <laughs> like a love sick schoolboy, um, and it was quite amusing actually. But it was it was lovely to see them. They had come back to just sort of take some photographs and do some interviews, um, and they met up with some you know some of the staff and pupils, um. But lots and lots of the the pupils were actually in the film, um. And if you talk to people in Cumbernauld, there's a number of people will tell you, oh yeah, my mum was in that film or my granddad was in that film, um, um there was quite a lot of uh, local people used because it was, you know, in the school, and I think it was filmed in the summer holidays. I watched it again last night, and it still felt really fresh, the, the fashions aside. The one scene that did jar, though, was where there were a couple of male teachers leering over a girl or pupil, and I thought, yeah, that probably wouldn't make the cut in 2022, or, or certainly wouldn't be handled in such a jokey, offhand way. There's definitely a few things in it, isn't there, that you just, time has moved on. Um, and obviously because I wasn't a pupil because I actually wasn't even at school at that point but I was you know was school like that back then was that an accurate portrayal then um, I know that it was in certain respects an accurate portrayal of maybe sort of teenage social life then and so on but I wonder you know just as a teacher now I'm like appalled at some of the stuff you know but you do wonder how much they how much they said then you know And how would you describe the school as it's depicted in the film? Well, I mean, the school, I think, in terms of the building, um, it actually didn't hadn't changed much at all in the time that I, I then worked there. But in terms of um, the, the pupils, I think the pupils all looked really happy, actually. They all looked quite um, happy to be there. They all looked happy in their subjects. When you see them talking to the staff, um, they've got nice relationships with the staff, although they do believe the young the young P the young mustachioed PE teacher quite a bit. But they all seem to have quite nice relationships with them. They all seem to enjoy being there. Um and the teachers as well all seem relatively nice. Um and you know, the wee wishy washy PE teacher, he needs to get a bit of a backbone. And of course the, the legendary Chick Young, he's you know, he's maybe a wee bit more unapproachable, but that's you know that's how uh, Chick Murray, uh, Chick Murray, I think it was. Oh, sorry, Chick Young. That's that's somebody totally different, isn't it? <laughs> I knew it was Chick somebody, um, but basically he's a bit more unapproachable, and he's the sort of. But that again, that was head teachers in those days as well, wasn't it? Off you go, you small boys. There's a nice observation in the DVD commentary with Bill Forsyth, the director, and the film critic Mark Kermode that Forsyth, Forsyth deliberately turned things on their heads so that the younger the character in the film, generally the wiser they are, and the older the character, the more childlike and silly they are. So the teachers are the most immature people in the film, whereas Gregory's sister, Maddie, I think's just 10, she's the wisest person there and surveys the world with a maturity beyond her years. If you're going to start falling in love, you'll have to start taking care of yourself. So there's an interesting dynamic going on there. And I mean, the teachers being immature, that's not like real life at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and actually, I, I, lo I just love the banter between Gregory and his sister because she just takes him in hand, doesn't she? Um, and sort of sorts his life out. Um, and when the wee boy comes to the door for her, um, I forget his name now, but when he comes to the door as Maddie in, and uh, Gregory's like, Maddie? 
Maddie, it's Madeline to you. <laughs> and he's like, you'll have no vices left by the time you're 12. I mean, the, the, the script is just excellent. It's just so... And it still stands up, I think, you know, as a comedy. It really does. So as a teacher yourself, what do you feel it gets, uh, Gregory's Girl gets right about school life, about teaching, about the, the world that you inhabit? What's, what's it, what does it get on the money? I mean, to be honest, not much in terms of what I recognise as being a teacher. For me, the, the only thing that I can see that, that is recognisable is the relationships in terms of the fact that the teachers all seem really approachable, really nice, and the kids seem happy enough in the lessons. But what I did notice, and I mean, you notice this when you're at school yourself, but then you forget about it. As a teacher, you forget about it. That, you know, teenagers especially... They don't see school the way we see it. They see it primarily as a as a social occasion. Um, and that's really what the film's all about. That almost the, the classes are incidental, you know. Um and so for me, um there's certainly a lot of things I wouldn't I wouldn't promote. Um but there's yeah, I think there's a nice, happy, easygoing atmosphere in the school um that makes it look like a nice place to belong to. Um also looks quite well equipped as well. Um, the home keys department still looked like that when I was there, you know, um, and it was a great bustling department, really successful and busy. Um, and it was it was actually nice just to see lots of different places across the school. But yeah, um, it's it's it looks like a happy place to be and a productive place to be. But uh, the toilets are really where it's going on because that's where the, all the businesses are running from. <laughs> Yeah, I'd forgotten about the horror of the donuts being sold off the cisterns in the cubicles of the boys' toilets. Um, and uh, I mean, was there, there anything else in there? Anything in there that uh, you thought, okay, great film, but that would just never ever happen in a real life school? Well, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, there's quite a lot of it, and that's you know that's common to any sort of film or TV show that's made about schools. It is always primarily made. You know, it's it's made to entertain, and so therefore you don't really see anything about the real, you know, the real lessons and so on going on. But also, there's that aspect of the pupils sort of slightly bullying the teachers. You know, especially the the PE teacher. The thing where he um actually one of the the best bits and um is when he teaches Dorothy um the dance steps to help her with football. But he's in the changing room with her which is a big no-no because I even remember I used to run a netball club when I was at the school and um, even in the, fe the, you know, the female changing rooms, the girls changing rooms, I would always just knock the door and sort of shout in if I wanted to get any of the girls. I wouldn't walk in. Um, it's just, I know it's, it, it's all, you know, it's just all changed now. You just wouldn't even know. That actually made me feel a wee bit uncomfortable and I think nowadays that sort of, and also what you said earlier on, the conversation that the staff, uh, the two male staff have in the staff room, um and they're sort of they're sort of slagging off the young the young PE teacher. Um and they're sort of the way they're talking about some of the girls. And also at the end, I did cringe a bit when the two boys that are unsuccessful getting their lift to Caracas, they say, um, oh well there's a couple of girls in the third year or that that there's a girl in the second year's a bit of a doll and you just think, Oh, you know, it's a bit cringy. Um so there's you know, part of it's of its time. But also, you know, we know better now, don't we? We know better. So So is there anything in there at all that you could apply in real life? Um, or is it really just you see a, a whole list of things not to do in school? I mean, as I said, I think the, the teachers are quite benign. <laughs> Most of them, they're just sort of a, very nice and the kids kind of run the place. Did you manage to pick any of it up at all? A couple of words. Mm hmm. Um, Bella. 
And Bella. Do you know any words you could teach me just now? Tell all dear all. Um, but I do think um, the young PE teacher, although he's the butt of the jokes um, for staff and pupils, actually he's the one teacher who does his best, you know, when he actually tries to promote a bit of resilience in the kids and he tries to promote, um, you know, when he does let Dorothy on the team after she basically tells him that she's coming on to the team. Um, and also, you know, it, you know, he, he tries to break things down. There's a wee bit of active learning in there, you know, because he actually, he says to her, you know, let's think about it as a dance step, you know, like getting the, the fancy footwork in. Reverse, then up, turn, steady, kick. So I can see there that there's the sort of the makings of, you know, a wee bit of active learning and a wee bit of, um, you know, thinking about pupil-centred approaches and so on. But yeah, mostly I don't think there's really any teaching tips to be taken from that film. <laughs> the, the PE teacher you mentioned, he, he's desperate for his incredibly unsuccessful football team to succeed to find some sort of solution for the disastrous run. I think they've lost eight or nine games in a row. And maybe he's too open in showing how much that pains him and he shows a vulnerable vulnerability, uh, even a desperation that perhaps can can be exploited sometimes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. He's, yeah, he's so earnest. He's so earnest, isn't he? Um, and I think when, you know, when we all started out in teaching, and especially if you come into teaching when you're quite young, you have that thing where you do feel that you're, you're not that much, you know, older than the pupils. I certainly remember when I started and the, I felt the six years were quite grown up, you know, and I maybe felt that for a couple of years, but you grow out of that because you realise, no, they are just all kids, you know, no matter what age they are, even if they are big sixth years. Um, but yeah, there's that sort of slight eager puppy thing. Um, and of course, that gets slapped down and the pupils are no fools. They spot that a mile off too, don't they? So yeah, I suppose there's some lessons for um, some eager teachers that maybe want to be too pally with the kids. Um, that's never that's never a good thing. Um, but he's a nice he's a nice guy and his heart's in the right place. That's what I would say. You know. You said something really interesting earlier that as a teacher you can be so focused on what you're doing in the classroom that you lose sight that pupils might be coming at it from a, coming at school that is from a completely different point of view. The school for them is first and foremost a social hub. That's certainly how it's portrayed in Gregory's Girl, where you see much more of the social dynamics and the relationships between pupils. Um, rather than how actual lessons play out and how teachers share their expertise with pupils. So do you think an acute awareness of that, of how pupils see school in a different way is helpful as a teacher and how you approach your job? I mean, I've always felt that. I know there's different schools of thought in teaching, but my view is that teenagers don't necessarily want to learn. Um, I mean, I think all human beings want to learn, but I do think that teenagers, you sometimes have to convince them a wee bit that they want to learn and you also have to kind of give them incentives you know so i try and give them sort of short term and long term goals and incentives so you say well you know this will help you exams or this will help you get a job and that's all that's all very well and good but sometimes you have to hook them there and then in the lesson and you know we don't like to use the e-word entertain or um you know or you know engage but I, actually i think that's important i think that's a huge part of the job in teaching um because if you don't engage um, then you've you've kind of lost them, or you've lost a good majority of them anyway. Um, and I do still, after all these years in teaching, 
I still believe learning's fun, or it should be. Um, it should be something you, you want to do. But yeah, there's plenty of lessons where you go in, especially at the moment, the climate we have just now, especially with the older ones, where you're having to kind of power through assessments. And it really is chalk and talk. And, you know, it's the fun's kind of gone out of it a little bit. So it's hard to sometimes motivate them. But yeah, yeah, they're, they're there for totally different reasons, you know, so... It's not many kids have got it in them to think, you know, that I've got to stick in because this is my future. And we do try, though. We do try and we give them careers talks and we give them, you know, this is why you should do this. And um, But a lot of them just think, oh, when when's lunchtime? <laughs> when, is this, when is this period ending, miss? <laughs> and looking at the staff in Gregory's Girl and the little snippets of insight we get into their practice and what they do and how they approach their job, is there... Any sort of CPD or training you, that, that you think they're in desperate need of? Oh, Henry, they, listen, they, they need all the CPD. <laughs> all the CPD. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, I mean, looking at the teaching that you see, the wee snippets, it is very much the chalk and talk. It's the traditional, you know, um, the teacher stands at the front of the class, the sage on the stage. Um, and while actually I'm kind of in the middle of that, I actually think you do need a bit of that. Yeah, absolutely do. Um, but I do think that, and actually it's interesting because the young PE teacher, he, you can see he's bringing in the new guard, you know, the new progressive ideas that did actually come in um, at that point um, and sort of worked their way through and eventually CFE and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I think that they could probably all be sent on some sort of course where they could learn a wee bit more about child-centred approaches and about assessment for learning and so on. But I've got a feeling they wouldn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be too bu- they'd be too busy eyeing up the you know the presenter or whatever or talking about what they were getting for the going for a pint going for a pint afterwards. Uh, you mentioned the PE teacher again, so you think he's got the kernel of something a bit more modern, a bit more progressive. Uh, certainly, the context of a of a film made in nineteen eighty and a school in nineteen eighty. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so because, and it may be because he's young, so he does feel that you know he's got more of an affinity. But I do think that that's partly what makes you a success in teaching. If you if you see yourself sometimes on the same side as the pupils rather than on the other side, and of course it's a it's a balance. It's a balancing act. You must never ever think that you're one or the other. I think you've got to walk the line, um, between engaging them and trying to sort of, you know say and do things that they'll they'll understand and appreciate and then sometimes you do have to sort of say no no it's my way or the highway this is this is what you need to learn this is what you have to do whether you like it or not it's a sort of mixture of that I think um so that young teacher probably after a few years he would just be like right line up be quiet <laughs> you know um <laughs> he might not be quite as so nice but I think that he's definitely got the makings of what yeah what came in and in terms of like the research that came out about how we, you know, how we approach children and we shouldn't just, you know, be lining them up or sitting them in rows and, you know, but I think that still was still very much in evidence even when I was at school and when I was at high school, definitely. And you said that you've actually shown Gregory's Girl to some of your pupils. Um, how did they how did they respond to it? Could they see past the fashions? Could they see past maybe the pacing of it? I mean, films are edited in such a frenetic way sometimes these days. What what was their response when you showed it to them? I think yeah, I think some of them could. Um, I think you're absolutely correct there about some of them just found it maybe a bit dull, a bit boring, and they maybe didn't get the humour, which was really sad, really really sad. 
But yeah, no, there was actually quite a few because I think the humour's quite universal because that's why it's quite popular across the world, isn't it? Um, and John, yeah, and John Gordon Sinclair's just such a, I mean, he's a great actor, but he's just such a funny guy um, and he's so easy going. And actually, the, the character of Gregory, I would challenge anyone to say they didn't like him. He's just such a nice boy, you know. He's he's a nice lad. He's so he's so nice to everyone, and even the people he tries to be. Like at one point, he tries to whip a comb off a wee boy in the toilets, <laughs> but it, but he gives him a back, you know, kind of smooths him down again. Yeah, you're all right, son. Um, you know, so I I find it I would find it hard to hold hold anything against him, but um, I think that um, it does sort of have a universal, a broad appeal. So yeah, um yeah, some of the kids have shown it to did they did find it funny, they did find it quite interesting. And yeah, we did do some discussion about it because it wasn't just watching a, a film. We don't you know, teachers don't do that. Um it was definitely for you know for discussion and study. But yeah, it's a shame because there's some bits in it that I I probably haven't done it I haven't shown it for a few years. Um, I think I did it once at the school I'm in now, but when I was at Abedon Hill, I think I showed it a couple of times because there was that obviously the interest then because they could see the school, you know, oh that's so and so's room or that's oh that's your room, miss. Um, so there was a there was a certain interest level because of that. And was there anything that the people said that you hadn't given any thought to before that you that just made you look at it in a in a new way and anything sort of fresh perspectives that they had on Gregory's Girl? I'm not sure. I think the. The fashions, maybe, which I, I didn't, I didn't really bother me. Although you know, it was still before my time a bit, but um, the fashions, I think they were, and the cars. Oh, that that was something actually that the kids noticed the amount of cars in the car park, because um, you know, before it closed, you know, the, you couldn't get into the car park. You had to park over the road sometimes. Um, and I think when you see shots of the car park, there's um, there's like two or three cars there. Um, the other thing as well that I noticed, I don't know that the the pupils noticed this was. The, f- the fence wasn't there when it was filmed because obviously, you know, after Dunblane, f- fences went up at all over schools. Um, and of course, so it's all open. It's all right open, right down to the houses. And um, and that's something that was gone by the time I was there, you know. so And that's sort of, you know, nowadays that's just how schools are. They're kind of fortresses, you know. They're all locked up safe and security entries and buzzers and so on. But it's just so open looking. Um, and you know they all sort of right right next to the houses. I did notice that myself. And just lastly, is this a school you don't work in? Well, I did. <laughs> Not Gregory's girls' school. <laughs> the, no, I wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't want to work in there. Simply because I think for me, as a as a woman in the twenty first century, there was just too many of those sort of stereotypes of men and women that. I hope what we've got away from, you know. Um, so although I can take it in good fun and it's comedy, um, I'm glad we're no longer in those times. Um, I think we've moved on in most most respects, we've moved on in a good way. So no, I wouldn't want to work in that school. Um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit feared of the head teacher to be honest. <laughs> I'd have been a bit scared of him. Um, I don't know if I'd have wanted him to be my boss. <laughs> and the dinner hall looked terrible. No thanks. Don't touch that ravioli, it's garbage. Ravioli, please. Yeah. Well, there you go. If there's one lesson Gregory's girl has for up-and-coming teachers, maybe that's it. Be wary of the food, whether it's served up in a canteen or a cubicle. 
Thanks, Sammy. That's been great fun. I think we've come to the conclusion that Gregory's Girl definitely does stand up and that it might even have a few lessons for the teachers of 2022. Oh, it was great fun. Thanks. Today's episode of the Tez Scotland podcast was written and hosted by Henry Hepburn. If you enjoyed the episode, there's more Tez coverage available on our website. And for a limited time only, you can get three months access to our new digital magazine for just £3. That will get you anytime, anywhere access to read all of the latest education news, research and analysis. As much as you want, all in one place. Head over to tez.com forward slash store forward slash tez dash discount to get yours. 